Hello. Hey, hey, hey. We are back for episode two of Sister Night Watchmen Podcast. Yes, and we were right about a lot Does of it. I just to be want right? to say that I, first. <laughs> I wasn't sure how long it would take us to get to the we were right, but we were right. We let you guys two know seconds. the first 10 seconds. <laughs> Not even, that was two. But And that was hard for us to wait those two seconds, but we were right about so many things. Yeah. You guys have to listen to the previous episode where we make these Yes, the bonus claims. episode. It's about an hour long where we go into some things we mentioned in our initial recap, but definite, I guess at the time we were like conspiracy theory claims, but I don't know. We went into a little bit about what the FBI has said about the popo. We talked about Judd. America, we talked about Judd. We talked about the likelihood that maybe this was going to be some allegory on like life and white liberalism and nasty things hiding under the surface. And we're jumping ahead a little bit, but it looks like Judd had an affinity for yes, we're giving you a taste. A little taste. So uh, fuck Judd. Um, I'm so I angry. Judd. Is it Jed? It's Jed. Judd. It's Judd. G-U-D-D. Uh, G-U-D-D. He's dead. <laughs> fuck Judd. Spoiler. He's gone. Yeah, he's I like oh, him. Oh, spoiler! And then he was, well, <laughs> yeah. hopefully you watched episode. Hopefully you watched episode yeah. one, but you know he's dead. I was dead so disappointed. He looked very nice, but my cynical deceiving. self was like, "No, we can't trust Judd." I feel it in my soul that they're setting him up to be so warm and just like, "Oh, look at is he a surrogate dad for Angela?" That he's gonna have some a secret, and boy, boy he had many secrets. Many more. I know there's more to find out. Should we go from the top down? Because I'm still reeling about that painting that we saw in the final <sighs> shot, yes. but. We'll we leave could that do that little... whole like a whole part about Judd, and we can talk about all those, or we can do it now. We want to get it out of the way. You might as well start. Do, we might as well start where the show started, which is the war flashback with um, presumably Will's daddy. Yes, who left this note in that... World War Two. Yeah, I assume that still happened in this universe. It looks like okay. If anything, because we were talking about you know what is said in this German letter to the colored soldiers, and it's interesting because we know there's changes and variances on what happened in history versus what's actually happened in our life. So we don't know all the nuances they might have added potentially to just Nazism and what's going on. But um, the letter made a, a good point, a point that's been brought up for a number of black people who have served their country in all of the wars from yes. way back when to just trying to get free and figure out, are we going to be states divided or states united all the way through to both world wars and black people consistently having to deal with the sentiment of I'm over here giving my life for a country that does not respect my life when I'm home. Yeah. I found it shocking during world war two in Germany in America, our hotels and things were segregated, but in Nazi Germany where people are being murdered because of who they are, there was none of that segregation, right. which is just shocking. It's it's a bit of a parable. And I don't want to jump ahead, but it kind of made me laugh when the guy, the Red Scare, is shooting down those wasp drone people. And it's just sort of like, I'm not a Nazi. I'm a communist. <laughs> I was like, those differences do matter. <laughs> the details. But yeah, this is, there's a lot of political analogies being made here that are Definitely taboo. Definitely not comfortable subjects that most people don't like to talk about. But I'm, I'm having a great time. Yeah, it was a lot to say. Also, because he was talking about communism, he's still a communist, which means the Soviet Union's still around. Right. And it didn't break up. So another thing that changed in this timeline. One thing I wanted to mention was the Port, Port Chicago disaster that happened in 1944. And it's one of these these things of like, you know, black people can serve, but they're still treated as second class citizens or worse by their government, by their superior officers and their peers. And the Port Chicago disaster was basically something that happened where, you know, they weren't allowing black men to go 
to fight, really. So they had them in different places. And there was this one munitions place where they were handling. Is World War II still? Yes. Okay. So 40s. And so they were handling munitions that were dangerous. And, you know, as one might imagine, there'd be a lot of protocols to handle explosive stuff. A lot of these protocols were not being listened to. And essentially you have this massive disaster that happens where there's an explosion on this vessel that killed 320 sailors. I did and not civilians, know about and they that. were basically all black, right? Because this is where they were. This is where they were serving, and because they were black, who cares about safety procedures? And one of the things that happened was that initially, you know, after it's done, basically the government's like, "We'll get back to work," with the same lack of safety procedures. And so naturally, some Navy people are like, "What? I'm a little shooketh about going back there because <laughs> what if I just die?" And so it turned into this whole thing, lawsuits and things of that nature, actually involving Thurgood Marshall and one of his first big cases where he would come down and see about the stuff and the stuff. But I mean, just emblematic of what we've seen throughout history, this this ridiculous contrast of serve your country. What do we say at our national anthem? Land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah. And just certain ideologies that are on paper, but not in the real life practice. And it seems like they're bringing all of that to a forefront. Exactly. In this series, but definitely in the second episode. I always feel like I'm suspending reality when some of the superhero stuff happens, like Sister Knight fighting people. But right. then again, it and then it just brings you right back in, and you're like, oh, okay, like, oh, this actually did happen. This is a reenactment. This is relevant. So we're gonna start with this social conundrum of black people fighting in wars. And did we see the name of the guy who's supposed to be writing this this letter to black soldiers that eventually gets to them? The Nazi Wilson. general. I think they. I don't know her something. I forget the name though. I know that the the woman is Mueller something because they're like, who speaks English, bitch? Get over here. She's like, oh my god, let me grab my typewriter and write this letter. A very crafty letter. I mean, I don't know that would have helped the Germans in our timeline, but definitely a smart tactic to take because that was the tactic that the French took. I mean, a whole lot of people took that tactic, being like, hey, look at those whites over there. They're oppressing you. They're keeping you locked down as slaves. How about you come over here, fight with us? Get your freedom and say, fuck those whites over there. So this is what that was. The Germans were like, how about you think about America for a second? I think that was one of the phrases. What is democracy? What does democracy look like? Can you sit on a streetcar? Can you do this? Can you hang out where these white people are? And of course not. And I mean, it's got to be something to be walking in those horrible times, barely got any water. And you read something like that, that just puts it all. Yeah. I was like, what did my grandparents go through? Like, I hear stories, but it's just, it's a lot. Like <sighs> A lot. I, a lot. I can't even imagine. You know, I just have to mention how ridiculous he starts the letter because he's like, hello, boys. <laughs> what are you doing over here <laughs> fighting the Germans? I mean, it's such a it's such a great way to start. Like it's it's passive aggressive, but also direct. I'd like, so, hey, guys, black folks, why are you in Germany? What did we ever do to you? Have the Germans oppressed black people? Have you seen evidence that we're doing this to you? Or do you see evidence in your own country? Just saying, just asking questions. I don't know. Just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't he write his own letter? Because he knew English. He did. Does anyone speak English here? Uh, uh, you do, the sir. patriarchy. He's like, that's not what we do. In the 40s, women. Women <laughs> I type. I will not be typing I this letter. <laughs> right. I dictate women type. So that was a fun... I mean, it seems like we're going to be getting these little cutbacks, just going back and forth through time, because we definitely did that with Angela for the first time this episode, where we get to jump around in her life a little bit. Oh, we can't forget that guy was spitting the face while he was reading the letter, just to punctuate what the letter was saying. Like, oh, how are they treating you? And then he passes what I imagine a superior officer who's like, oh, by the way... Did you forget that you were black? Because here's a spit. And so I just I just love these juxtapositions they're doing. I feel like every episode has a event, a lesser covered event in history. Right. That like, calls, calls some attention to it. Treatment of black soldiers in World War II. I wonder what we'll get for the rest of the season. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on with communism with the Red Scare, because when you look at how communism has worked for black people, 
if you in terms of black liberation in Cuba and certainly prior to apartheid being ended is that there are a number of quote-unquote rogue groups in South Africa that were against the bigoted whites over there that identified as communists and there's a number of papers and things you can find and read where what they say makes sense and it's I, I felt I feel like communism works out a lot of times this way that what people write about it is always going to be better than what the practice of communism is. But it's interesting because here we have in this show where the Red Scare makes a delineation where he's like, excuse me, excuse me. I am not a Nazi. I'm a communist and we think different things. Okay. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name and my (laughs) outfit. So I just like all of it because at the very least, hopefully, people are Googling and this is starting conversations about things about history or knowledge that people didn't know. And they're like, well, I'm intrigued about what's happening here. And then after we get that fucking flashback, we are we cut back to the present time with uh, our old man, Will. Our fave. He is our fave because he got a little extra. Our skinny legend. Turned this episode fucking around with Angela. He was super sassy and I was here he for was. everything he I said. was for all the sass. If you're 105, I mean... You should be completely out of flex to give, right? Yeah. Once it you get past 80, you can just do whatever. And you no just stop giving a shit. Right, exactly. And again, with the brilliant piano score, as I commented on, we were watching. And he's sitting in the chair and we see her take him to the bakery. And she searches him and you're like, that may be a little OD, considering he <laughs> is uh, disabled for all we can tell. But she's still like, let me fill up your chest. What's in here? Give me that note. <laughs> sick of you. Takes all his shit, including the note. And this is what took me all the way out is when she just dumps the pens out of that mug on her table, that dusty mug, because we know she don't really bake. And she just puts it to brew. She didn't rinse it. She didn't do an extra little. She said, whatever dust is in this cup, motherfucker, you are (laughs) drinking that dust. This is sugar. This is called Angela Sugar from my bakery. (laughs) And so she brews him some coffee and then kind of like walks away for a second to de-rage a little bit by herself. In her like two-tier rooms. Like yeah. one door and then another. Another door. It's a screen room. I like it. Yeah, in fact, need, I think need I need one. one. We all one. need a room that we can just go in and it's a cone of silence. It's out of my budget in New York City, but maybe if I move to a suburb, I have a nice room. <laughs> you will <laughs> definitely upstate, need a screen room if you move to the suburbs. Room. Oh my goodness. So she goes in there and she gets emotional for a second and she kind of calms herself down. She's like, all right, let me go see about this old dude and what the fuck is going on. Oh, right. She starts to get dressed. That's what it is. Right? Like, she's in there and she starts to put on her sister oh, yeah, and I get up. Oh, she's spraying the black. We see, paint. like, a kind of routine and she sprays the, the black on her eyes. And when she finally emerges, she is Sister Knight. Which is interesting because we already kind of knew that Will knew what was up with her because he's been watching her. And obviously, by the time the episode's done, we get confirmation that they're related. But it's interesting that she just didn't give a fuck. She was like, yeah, this is me kidnapping you for quote-unquote police business. But it's not police business, and I'm going to also put on my alter ego in they're front of you. They're so lawless. Right. So fucking lawless. Not even a warrant. Just, mm, <laughs> come with me. <laughs> You're coming with... Right. She had. She didn't give a fuck. She's like, he's old. He's paralyzed. It doesn't matter. Roll him in here. Roll your ass up in. Matter of fact, what's, what's in your pocket, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. And among the things she pulls out of his shit is pills. He says they're for his memory. I'm curious to see if there's anything in there anything special in those goddamn pills. I must have missed the pills. Okay. She pulls things out of his pockets and among them is like the pills. It's like a quick flash. It's a quick flash. Looks like they could be iron pills, but they're large like capsules. And she asks him what they're for. And he says like, he indicates it's for his memory, which 
I'm like, that don't look like Ginkgo Biloba, though. I mean, I feel like if it was Ginkgo, Ginkgo Biloba, which is for your memory, it would say it on the bottle. So whatever's in there, it's some magical Negro shit. Is it like that an herb or what is that? I don't Yes, it is an herb. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it is. medicine. When, you, when your memory starts to go, perhaps, and you Google, you'll be like, oh, that's the Ginkgo. That's what people use Ginkgo for. But it's supposed to aid in keeping your memory fresh. And so that's what he indicates already. I'm thinking with how our conspiracy theories have been working out that it's special. It's magical properties, like like the magical bean. I'm guessing like teleportation abilities. They're really? phasing. I mean, because we have to explain what he did, yeah, right? Yeah, like how does he A, hang Judd, and B, late in the episode, he talks about going and getting coffee and buying eggs. Okay, so do you is think he, that he was being honest when he was saying those things? I'm about, not sure. Like, is he disabled? We don't know because he's doing things. Part-time disabled. <laughs> when he, he needs to like blend right when he up. needs to blend yeah i don't know because he says um or he sort of plays it off after the fact like it's a joke or it's not real but he makes these statements about being able to to manipulate material with his mind and i don't he think he's joking right I he made a so joke serious. he was like maybe i'm dr manhattan and angel's like he's on mars bitch what the fuck he's like yeah well i don't know maybe he can do other stuff maybe yeah, he can like, look he like us. In human form maybe he's in human form maybe he's hanging out he can clone himself i don't know and that goes back to our last discussion where we talked about how maybe the government's making it seem like Mr. Manhattan's still on Mars. It's still on Mars, failing, but, how, but it could just be footage, us. right? We it could know. be looped Is he footage. Is he Will? Oh, wow. I am stressed. That would take me all the way out because I'd be like, I don't understand how this connects. And it's like how you out. are Will, but also from Tulsa. We would but probably be like, Angela. this podcast will be on a two-week hiatus while we ponder this <laughs> new information because in we are so fucking lost. For two weeks. Seriously. So he says all that shit. And then when he asked for the pills, that's what prompts the response to be like, oh, I wasn't really being serious, even though I don't believe you will, is that he asked for the pills. And she's like, well, float those shits over to yourself, man. If you if you got powers, <laughs> float it over. And he's like, I can't. Well, just, can I just get the pills? She's like, yeah, that's what I thought, bitch. Just take the pills. <laughs> and so I don't take that to mean that he was telling lies. I just felt like he was like too many tricks too soon for you because he says that where he's like, I'm just trying to break you in real slow later on the episodes i'm just a little pieces because if i told you everything right now you lose your shit and i don't want you to lose your shit so just baby crumbs yeah he talks about the tulsa conspiracy happening right i'm like ooh, love Already a conspiracy like, love a good conspiracy i, love conspiracy theories, I really do too the fun and ones especially because we thought we were way out there and episode two they're like bitches you're not you're so close and we're like yeah, yes! i was just saying random stuff that episode and i'm like this can't come true and then ooh, you're like it's coming if you true. say enough crazy stuff it'll eventually come true life lesson Yes. And before they finish their exchange and he makes that comment about, I could just blow your mind if I told you everything right now. And she asks, like, who are you? Like, who the fuck? Who are you, old man? He's like, I'm Will. <laughs> I, it's wow. no wonder she didn't Helpful. beat his ass right there that she respects her elders because that's the kind of shit that gets you ass beaten. Like, if you're just trying to get some information, like you just found your friend who you thought was your friend hanging up in a tree. You're like, just a straight answer, sir, is what I'm looking for. And he's like, well, I'm Will. And you saw her Duh. like jujitsu flip people yeah. late in the episode she could have just like flipped him over into a wall that's how you know will has that smoke that's how he has powers because he doesn't seem concerned with her ability <laughs> her to body, do violence you know. and how she is prone to violence like later on when the cops are like oh you sure don't want to go beat up these uh these people in nixonville she's like i think we should take a slow and they're like you you uh, take it slow are you this. sure because anger Girl. management is not one of your skills. That's not something that you excel at. And then she beats someone up. To prove that, <laughs> yes, you guys were right. I don't have any self-control. <laughs> so after they have their little initial heart-to-heart, -heart, she gets a page. The powwow. 
the little powwow. She gets a page, presumably from whatever, looking glass or someone, they found the body. And she does very good acting. She asked that shock. Oh my God. I She's don't know. She's a better actor than the Android this. clones. Oh, bet. <laughs> we'll get into that. I have a bone to pick with them in their programming. Just everything. They are underachieving in the worst Awful. way over there. You hate to see it. <laughs> But she gets the call. She plays. She plays pretend real good, and then goes out to the scene to be like, "Oh my god, we're having a judd." I but- love how Looking Glass kind of was doubting what she was saying. Yeah, oh, I think like, so too. Weren't you with him? I feel like he's naturally suspicious, and that's what takes me out about not being able to see his eyes. And I like that they're continuing this for the audience. Is that we are in the position of whoever he's talking to, where we're like, "What are your eyes doing?" What are you thinking? We have no indication of are you actually suspicious of Angela or are you just being your naturally suspicious self because we can't see anything on your face. And it's possible that she projects the fact that she's nervous to be like, what are you interrogating me for? And he's like, bitch, I'm just asking questions. I always ask questions. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm suspicious. Now I'm suspicious. Let me write this down in my notebook. Matter of fact. <laughs> and he says he's crying under the mask. I'm like, he oh, did no. say that. He but did were you say ask- that. actually crying? But are I you think lying? so. I think-, I think he was. He looks like he could be sensitive. Yeah. Bit. And that's, I mean, one of the best reasons to have a mask, you could cry into secrets and people still think you're tough. You're like, you're, but you're shedding a tear. You're like, no, I'm, this I is I do that. Me. Like, not even like eyeliner running or mascara. Just a mask. Yeah, just. Like I, Daft Punk. You don't know where I'm looking. No one can see you. You don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to come back in. and needs to come into fashion. Unfortunately, we can't do that in New York because actually. Oh, yeah. That we would... can do it on a singular situation. But if there's like three or more of us together, suddenly we're a group and. I'm pretty sure that's illegal to wear masks in a group, which considering the history of humans and how annoying they are, that makes sense. Yeah. That if you see a group of masked humans, you're like, "Mm, they're going to do something. Something fucked up's about to happen. I'm concerned. Like a lot of, at the, not the Joker premiere, but like a lot of places, like holiday parties, you can't have masks anymore because it makes sense. Always a danger. Humans have ruined it. Humans. That's, we only have ourselves to blame. Yeah. So she's out there at the motherfucking crime scene, the tree. I wonder how they even found that tree. Like, just someone driving past and was like, oh, look, there's... Oh, like the... Someone's hanging from it. Was it scene director? The scene scout? Oh, right. <laughs> in general, or just like how... Oh, just, no, the the the, the regular oh, folks. in the story, okay. Yeah, because she gets called out to what looks to be a pretty obscure place where he's hanging. He's so I'm just wondering who was the first unfortunate person. We might find person. out later on. I feel like a lot of... Actually, of you're right. You're right. Weird questions we've asked have gotten answers. It's like an onion. That's the... The, the comparison I made earlier it's like an onion being pulled back on all these characters all these layers yeah but we see them present to something and then as each minute goes on you're like uh oh here's another little thing that we weren't quite expecting but there it is we'll just DM Regina King if we're just lost at the end of the season like please help oh you know what I forgot to mention What's the motherfucking up? cut to the dude at the newspaper stand little outside oh yeah our stand. reference to the graphic novel we have a right? new uh, doubtful yes. newspaper salesman I like to see that okey-doke uh, black people, especially ones that be hanging about barbershops and shit, they don't change no matter what world you put them in <laughs> because they don't trust nobody. Like, it's it's basically, I feel like, a, an uncle type that you could find right now on the streets where you ask them about politics, who they're voting for, and they're like, well, everybody's fucked. Everyone's well, a bitch. Like, you can't trust anyone. I'm like, but sir. You're like, sir, but choose one. <laughs> but no, this is the sentiment they have. They're like, fuck Redford, fuck Keen, fuck everybody. And we can't trust nobody. And I love the the phrase they use because it's libstapo. And it goes with this thing that we've been talking about, like what is happening in this new form of liberalism where things are supposed to be good. And that whole warning they put before the American Hero video was like, okay, that's 
that's way leaps and bounds beyond where we are right now in terms of being like, hey, this has misogyny, this has sexual assault, this has nudity, this is anti-Semitic, this is racist, don't watch this. So clearly the surface presentation of society is we are all good. But here you have black people on the ground floor that are using terms like libstapo. So I just found that very interesting because it seems like something a right winger would say right now, just in life, when you hear like, hey, snowflakes, what you doing? But this was said by black people who were just like blue collar people who were like, fuck the government, can't trust any of these bitches. Yeah, but even the graphic novel, both sides were portrayed as good intentions but bad execution bad yeah kind of like life yeah kind of like no one no one's perfect like anything any ideology is bad at some point or can go bad right because we have actual flawed humans who are trying to enact said ideology versus the ideology in its potential pure form like you're saying about communism right exactly of conjecture the pure form of conjecture says everything is possible everything's beautiful then you get to the practice and you're like oh communism sucks (laughs) every every time people have tried communism it's been a failure even though these papers these papers are really well written i kind of was like okay i'm with you there for a minute and then i looked at this thing if you're trying to do it and i was like forget it yeah you kind of like assume humans are perfect for a lot of things to work right that's exactly it that's exactly right and maybe that's what adrian's working on but he's really really far does people die he's really far from the mark he's burning his clothes for his fun his even work he's the burning his clothes. Their lines come on now i'm so sick of him already he's just <laughs> like what are you doing over there to get mentioned oh my god at those androids he's so bad he's so bad at building things and why just those two but we'll get to those music yes yes so yes after those dudes are talking shit oh we did forget to mention that when they talk about she does ask looking glass if he suffered and he's basically like yeah a heck of a lot to the bitter end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, good. He deserved to suffer. But for Angela at the time, she's like, oh, that's sad. And she says they need to get him down. And we have this interesting moment where we're inside of Angela's head. And she's obviously still very affected, very sad, like looking glasses implied. And she's kind of holding the body to brace it for, I guess, they, they let it down. And that transitions nicely into a flashback into finally we get some insight into this white knight. This horrible yes, we were fucking just guessing about what situa- it was. We were guessing. It looks pretty horrible from what we saw. Oh, a little aside about, so they keep panning to Judd in his shoes. Right. And it's going to sound oh, like yes, horoscopes. Yes, yes. But uh, I was Googling around like, what does it mean to have one shoe on? And this website is talking about dreams, but you mm-hmm. can kind of apply it to the situation as well. Dreaming about losing a shoe or shoes. If you dreamed about losing one shoe, this dream is not a good sign and could indicate being under the influence of some evil spiritual forces. I like it. Hmm. You know, there are some evil forces. There are some evil forces on these forces. Yeah. Oh, pun ooh, intended. Ooh, I know. Bars, Listen, guys, get ready for these bars. bad puns. Thank She's going to release a mixtape at the end of this podcast. Be yes. ready. It's going to be called Bad Extra Puns episode. by Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus episode coming up. No, but you're right to mention that because we we're talking about that. And I don't, I, everything in this show is deliberate. We've been talking about every shot, every frame. We can tell they storyboarded everything and they've likely stuck to it. So the one shoe thing, until we get some kind of information that we find potentially Monday or like sometime during the week. That says, oh, no, this is what it's about. I'm going to go with what you found, which that seems pretty on point. Superstition. And given that, well, there are certain superstitions that black people are more likely to follow. Like, oh, don't split this or don't walk under that and do that. And so it's it stands to reason that potentially if black people had something to do, like Will is saying with this hanging, that this is like, here's oh like some sim- like right, symbolism like symbolism. intentional symbolism for those who get it and someone like angela maybe because she's been so separated from her past and her family and what ties her she doesn't she doesn't see that
that. She doesn't know it. She would have to Google it herself as well, where perhaps that's just something that people like Will just know. Oh, we shall see. We shall see. I feel like in an English class where they'd ask you, oh, what did her red shirt mean? And I'm like, she just wanted to wear red. But then it's like, and like oh, or. <laughs> it was her childhood. I'm like, I'm trying to bring back those. Right, right, right. Lessons. No, no, no. These levels, because <laughs> you feel like with how many few episodes they're working with, that they definitely are like, we're trying to tell you everything with everything Very that's quickly. happening in this frame. Yes. Right. What do you think about those? I call them human wasp drones. That's what I'm going with for right now. Because oh, the I don't TMZ know. of this universe? Yeah. The tragic TMZ? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't jump to like yes. Because the second one that fell out the sky, it's like, okay, <laughs> what is going on? It was so funny. What is do you not get paid enough to make sure your wings is tight? Like yeah. what happened, bro? Not even wearing a helmet. You're really? flying around in like wasp wings that don't work. And then just got the ass to a beat car. Yeah. By Angela. And Red Scare is like, what are you doing? <laughs> people deserve to know. Um Bitch, people no. <laughs> not with these dysfunctional Flying contraptions. And it's like, people deserve to know, according to life, white knight shit happened. And it would seem to me that it would be reasonable for the public to be like, if there's a day or two in me getting this information, that makes sense. Look what happened to all these cops. They were fucking massacred. I wonder if they actually saw him hanging because they fell or got tasered. So I don't know if they... A piece of hang? Who knows? Probably just like a real fast, bad cell phone video of like shaky stuff and... That was probably like, breaking news, <laughs> Chief <laughs> Jed, Jed, I keep saying Jed, Chief Jed, hanging on the tree, missing a shoe, tonight at nine. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, that's the yeah, story of the, the year. But yeah, so we're back at that flashback with, where it's Christmas, right? It's Christmas Eve, technically Christmas Day, because it's past midnight. Her husband wants to open up his present. What was in that box? She was I'm, like, what is in these pants? Because that's said, what she cared about. I thought it wasn't a flashback and the kids were just around. And I'm like, You, you were like, where are the kids? They're the worst parents. Actually, we both agreed. Yeah. We were like, have some propriety. Where are your children? Yeah, because I know as a kid, I would just like walk out at midnight to look at presents. I'm like, what if they just walk in? That's, that's actually so a really awkward. good point. Yes. Scarred. So it was a flashback, which is good to, good to hear. No scarred children. She was just trying to, and I, well, healthy sex life for these two. Yeah, so I'm fantastic. That's good the for way her. should be. Yeah. Good for you. I just stop hating. Get your O, And being Angela. concerned about these children. You know, they say statistically only 11% of heterosexual women reach, reach orgasm during coitus. So I'm hoping that Regina's character of Angela is in that 11% <laughs> with how thorough and thirsty she is with her man. So yay, <laughs> yay for bucking trends and being um, an outlier. Yeah, best wishes, Angela. Keep doing what you're doing, but then she gets shot. She doesn't yeah, even I get mean, to. Yeah. She doesn't even get to do what she wants to do before she gets shot. shot. Right. But there's so many. And you said a shotgun. She should be dead. And I'm like, realistically, how how she described it to those kids made sense because a shotgun to your innards. Yeah, like all you, of your intestines gone. They must have been 3D printing stuff at that time. Yeah, because I, mean, I just don't know how serious damage she maintains that. Because shotgun shells kind of separate. It's not. No, they just do. They one... they splinter and it destroys. Yeah, it just it's destroys. a lot. And it was it's a lot. point blank. Right. We were right there. We were, it was right there. Yeah, Angel's still walking. Like her spine. She still is got right a piece there. of ab. And I'm like, girl, how your oh, abs still work? How your ab muscles work? The they just destroyed your whole the situation. The post. Uh, I've been shot. Ab routine. <laughs> oh my god. And so that's unpleasant. And she gets a one of those bit, dudes right. A it's bit. very because it's the Rorschach mask, motherfucker. So it's like, okay, so y'all were doing that back then as well. And and she gets one of them, right? But it's the second one that shoots her. Yes, but we don't see that one. And we have <sighs> our conspiracy theories. Yeah. Do you want to start out, Candace? What do you we start, think? You start it. Okay. <laughs> start. I have my notes right here. <laughs> so we're thinking that Judd was actually in the house and was the yes. one that shot her. Yes. Because jumping forward about five or so minutes, 
he's in the hospital talking with her and he says, oh, there was one person there and you shot them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we saw someone from somewhere just shoots her. Right. And you had a good theory about him being the shooter because of where he was shot. So go into that. Yes. Okay. Let's go into Candace's conspiracy theory because, you know, side sidebar. I was looking at John Wick 3 yesterday. And in the beginning of the film, when all the shit is taken off and everyone's going to go after John Wick and he's in there with this, like, doctor dude. And he's like, oh, shit, the time has come down. Like, I can't have them thinking I was helping you. So I need to get shot. And he's a doctor. He's like, shoot me right here. Oh, at the but beginning. But not right. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's like, just over here, not just trying to miss that thing. And shoot me over here, miss my collarbone. So automatically, whenever I see a motherfucker with a sling, I'm like, you fake-ass, lying-ass hoe. You <laughs> did this. It's your idea. So just... He wasn't the fact that he wasn't in the ICU with her. I don't believe that shit. Really? They was using shotguns. And also, why isn't she dead? Yes. Unless there was some greater purpose for her to serve as Judd saw. Jed. Judd. 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 Yes. As Judd saw. You. And I really think that it was hard to tell from the body type. And of course, directors can do whatever they want but we to couldn't confuse see the audience. It was right. off screen. And he could have been slimmer then. So there's nothing for us to confirm. Oh, no, it wasn't off screen, was it? What, the person standing over her? The, yeah. No, it's on screen. So she's right before oh, she passes saw, out. Yeah, yeah, the right so over. there's someone standing right over her with a gun. And so there's no reason why she's not dead. He claims that he saved her last minute. And I'm like, mm-mm. Where were you? I don't nope. think he states that he was there. He just said, oh, you shot the person. And that was it. I thought he was saying that he was there. I don't that think so. That he was like, that someone tried to get him. No, but he was saying it in his house. Because they weren't together. So he who, was like, oh, so but how do they explain me? that she doesn't get killed? You know what? That's why it's weird because she would have to have known that there's a second person because she saw them right above her. Right. So either she for got amnesia all how of a sudden. She... Oh, I'm yelling for her. I'm like, how could she forget though? She was shot. Like she has to know. And what about the man? What was the husband? I mean, Yo, the husband to be sure, he doesn't have any hands. He has no skills. He and just, I, I'm glad that he knows what he should do is let his wife handle it. But where did he go? Baby, are we safe? Angela, are we safe? He asks that question every episode because he's scared. He needs her to take care of him. And I I appreciate that. I really do. He just like evaporates when they're like, no, he disappeared. Eddie he was like, danger. I'm phasing like, oh, into the ground. I can't do this. Bye. He's like, babe, you the cop. You got that shit. He took the pills uh, from Will. Just teleported to safety. <laughs> he's like, babe, I'm um, I'm going to text you a little bit later. <laughs> i the police. Oh, no. Find out the how it went. dead. Yeah, the police Anyways, are dead. All the police are the dead. Calling the FBI. And also one of the one of the things we learn about this um, flashback situation is we are able to isolate the origins of her children, which are her partner's children. Yes. Who was murdered that night as well because she asked Judd about him when she wakes up in the hospital. And that's when he mentions that Christopher had to hide the siblings in a place. And she's like, Tover. And so we're like, oh, Tover. I was thinking it was Tover, like. Topher with an attitude that likes to attack kids in class, but I like Topher. So that's why Topher has so much energy and lack of self-control because Topher's seen a thing or two. You're good at these names because I'm like, who was Topher again? And the one I said looks like um, the little baby. Yeah, with the long hair. With the long hair. Yeah. He's just, but he's got anger management issues. And I mean, just, I keep jumping ahead, but I'm just thinking the way he took the death news and I'm like, someone send that child to therapy. I just feel like he needs more people to talk yeah, to than to Angela. He needs to let it out because he didn't really bit. react. To the death? Yeah, he destroyed his magic he did, Legos. But he wasn't. It wasn't like crying or anything. I feel like a kid would take that news pretty hard. Topher could be engaging in toxic masculinity where he does not cry, and that's where he needs that's why some he help. To go to right? Therapy. He needs to go to therapy to express his feelings. Doyle. That was the name of the partner. I feel like you asked earlier, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Doyle was her partner's name. So 
to revisit what you said. So, so are we to take from that flashback that she remember? In your opinion, that she remembers there was a second person. No, I don't and she think just doesn't she talk about it, did. or that she doesn't. She didn't talk. I feel like that would be a moment to bring up. Oh, I saw one guy who was going to kill me, but I wasn't killed. Also, she could have been knocked out from the shotgun right. to her insides. I don't know. If she'd like major blood loss. She just passed out. She should. But I think have I remember her loss. just looking at the person, but she was just looking up, and so it's possible that she didn't form any permanent memories because yeah. that totally happens in traumatic situations. But that's so. Yeah, that goes. I'm back on my conspiracy theory. That was him actually putting on a tin. And hats. right, and for whatever reason, he decides then that she will live and become a part of this thing he's building. And quite frankly, what better cover? To orchestrate for yourself if you are a white supremacist than to have a surrogate daughter who is black, who thinks the world of you. And I mean, imagine that must feel someone you trusted. I can't imagine it. I really can't imagine it because we're going to see Angela get worse and worse with how she's dealing with this because it's horrible. And as far as we can tell is that it's this white knight situation that brings her into this daddy type relationship with him because because then he learns her first name. I assume he knew it, but he refers to her mm. by her first name. And she refers to him. Like, they both exchange, like, oh, call me Angela. Oh, call me Judd. And so you get this thing of, like, okay, so this is the beginning of your extra familiarity of let's have dinners or hang out with each other's kids. And I don't know if Judd has kids. But, you know, we're just going to do barbecues and shit to however many years have passed. And now we are present day. And he's a fucking fake phony. And you were asking if I think the wife is a phony. And I don't know how she cannot. Yeah. I... There was a painting in her home that we both recognize. Yes. at the end of the episode we and so both. how does she not know what that painting is that does she was... not go to school she worked for the senator the senator is obviously a piece of shit according to the um the uncles on a corner our fave uncles at yeah. the newspapers we already Stop. trust them they seem nice and happy they gave the little girl newspapers they didn't seem like they had anything bad going on so for now i'm going to trust their approach that keen is a is a piece of shit and also oh, i don't, I don't, I don't like his face keen. i yeah he was the, the one white... on the paper that they were like fuck keen yeah i'm just not sure about him right now i think he will go bad because everyone has gone bad are you being optimistic for him i'm trying i feel like that's that's just my that's me and someone should be optimistic someone should be optimistic optimistic you be the optimist for keen i'll say keen is the devil incarnate and then hopefully we're somewhere in the middle yeah probably last show he'll be like super evil and be like oh i was totally wrong candace what if he's the okay i'm just random conspiracy they're just gonna throw it out what if he is the apprentice of judd and like in terms of tea. being a vile white dude, like, you know, because he's younger, the the wife worked for him. So there's totally space there to be like, hey, I'm going to bring you up in my ways of crappy racism and being in secret and stuff and orchestrating things from the background to which is actually, I think, way more dangerous than orchestrating things up front. It's way because at least you know who your enemies are and people like segregation. I want to do violence towards you then. Hey, I'm your friend. Oh, no, I actually want you to come over here while I'm ripping away your rights and putting bad water in your neighborhoods. And... I guess it would make sense because his father made the Keen Act, which banned superheroes. Right, so right. Going to be even intolerant. The... Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about Angela fake passing out at this funeral? I think we should. That was very crafty. It's very crafty. She's good. She's a good actress. Again, I say she's way better than who Adrian got over in his mansion. Um, we yeah we, she's not even a we professional just keep jumping back to those I, awful it's androids. because it's so weird and i don't think we're gonna get any explanation anytime soon about what's going on with them no. so we're just gonna be stuck confused about what's happening i can't wait till we get to that section and we can just yell about just that yell acting. about what's going on 
Right now we can yell about uh, Judd having a motherfucking vintage, vintage yes. KKK outfit. He was like, I'm on that old shit. I'm on my, my daddy and my granddaddy shit. All right. I'm going to have this. And why was it? So pressed. Why did it look like someone just steamed Flawless. it? Yes. Like just dry Why clean. was the sheriff's dry clean? The sheriff's badge just like I hope you can't get that dry clean. They'd be like, we can't take this. What sir. that says to me is that he steamed it himself. And that makes me even more mad at Judd. And I'm steam- like, I'm glad you're dead. I'm glad you're dead, Judd. <laughs> you're steaming your goddamn. Can I take a steam cleaner? I need one for my apartment, honestly. <laughs> you should. Steam cleaners are great. But not if you're cleaning your clan hoodie. Yes, no, no. Only like, why did it situations. seem full? Like, why was the hanger just like, let me just fill out this outfit for you? It seems like a, um, not a mannequin, kind of like a mannequin body under it. But also, right. it showed the picture of his father. That's right. His father's policeman. I'm assuming his father was the KKK, was it Grand Wizard? They were the I feel like Grand Wizards are red. red. Okay. So but, he was, but we're he was an member. alternate reality, True. so who's to say? But definitely, I would say a high-ranking member because of the sheriff's badge and the historical relevance of the fact that the initial concept of a cop was a slave catcher. And so we have this idea of law enforcement that's literally rooted in the oppression of people, but specifically black people in this country. So, you know, if you got somebody who's like, oh, I'm a cop, uh, my daddy was a cop, uh, my granddaddy was a cop, and my great granddaddy and my great great, I'm gonna be like, wow, you probably got racist in there because the likelihood that somebody was up in that group who just loved to be a cop that was also a dick. A racist dick is very high. So it's all it's all very interesting what they're doing here. And I'm I know there are probably so many people angry watching this show and well, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, they, because <laughs> I'm having a great time. They got review bombed already. They did on tomatoes, IMDb. D V. But I don't trust oh, those man. ratings anyways. I'm always looking at the critics. And the Captain critics Marvel know what's got up. bombed the they last They did. Jedi. People really couldn't stand. I always Captain Marvel, I thought it was okay. I enjoy the show Captain Marvel. Anytime yeah. you show me, and the, the excuse people have is like, oh, she's overpowered. Okay. And what's all the rest of these dudes Superman, that are overpowered? Uh, he... Give me an overpowered bitch that could slap a Thanos in the fucking face. And it's like, yeah, and ho. Get out of here. So <laughs> I was, I, I want more Captain Marvel and all of her overpowered self. But yeah, so this, this flashback gave a lot into i mean it just it just completely upended everything we saw in the first episode to be frank they're like look at all these sweet moments oh we're gonna laugh oh he's doing coke in the bathroom and <laughs> we're gonna laugh about that drug addiction <laughs> wait who asked about that in the show who asked about that uh looking glass looking glass was, like, was he doing anything She's that's like, yeah, right he, he did oh my god he did a little blow like what <laughs> oh, we could, i forgot to say my, my favorite fucking line he starts going in on her a little bit he says your kids because after she makes the comment about blow, he was like, oh, sounds like a party's going on or something like that. She was like, my kids were there. And he was like, your kids. And she was like, excuse me. Excuse me. Fuck you, you shiny fuck. And I was like, I was like, simple but great. Fuck you, you shiny fuck. Workshop it. Fuck also you. related to the badge we saw on the clan outfit. Right. Another kind of like reference to the comedian's bloody. Oh, yes, badge because yes. at the end of the last episode, we saw that Judd's badge is also bloody. Mm-hmm. And the comedian was a character where the public thought he was really good. But we saw, again, he was bad. He killed his uh, Vietnamese baby mother. He almost raped Lori's mother. The, the comedian was a piece of shit. He was awful. And Judd is as well. But they're projecting as upstanding citizens. So you really can't a trust A lot of the dudes anyone. in the original graphic novel of Watchmen Universe are trashy. Yeah, I feel like we mentioned this in the first episode was that like that people kind of treated Warshak the way they do Tyler Durden from Fight Club where they just like and I'm just gonna say mostly dudes but they just they're like oh my god this guy like I just love this guy I want to be like this guy I relate to this guy and from 
most people, especially the writers who come up with these hugely problematic dudes, they're like, um, that wasn't my intent. And the fact that you, like Chuck Palahniuk has said this many times when people come up to him and they're like, oh my God, I love Fly Cub. I really relate to Tyler that he's like, oh, okay, could you, could you back the fuck up and get as far away from me as possible? <laughs> next, because I'm interested next. in knowing you. And there's a quote like that from Alan Moore on Rorschach. I saved that on my phone because I want to read it because it makes me laugh. And he's like, I wanted to make Rorschach as like, quote, this is what Batman would be in the real world. But I have forgotten that actually to a lot of comic fans, smelling, not having a girlfriend, these are actually kind of heroic. So Rorschach, <laughs> so Rorschach became the most popular character in Wait, Watchmen. Wait, Moore said this? Yes. And he's like, so Rorschach became the most popular character in Watchmen. I made him to be a bad example. But I have people come up to me in the street and saying, I am Rorschach. That is my story. And I'd be thinking, yeah, great. Could you just like keep away from me? Never come anywhere near me again as long as I live? <laughs> Hello, police. End quote. I'd like to report. Hello, I'd like to give a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to report an asshole. Thank you. <laughs> and so this is one of those things where we constantly see it, where writers are like, I'm, I have a specific point. And some audience members are like, but missing, missing it. It's right over my head. And I'm going to actually idolize these really toxic, not so good things about this character. So that's my little Alan Moore story. Uh, if you like Rorschach, he says, uh, fuck you. And don't call, don't write, don't, <laughs> don't do text. anything, don't text, don't tweet, don't even mention his name because he's going to be upset about it. And so I guess getting back to Angela finding this 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 thing, she does her little was it, infrared goggles. Yeah, she's got her gadgets and she sees the thing. And you asked how come there wasn't a lock on the door. And I my whole thing was like, I don't think he needs it. I don't think there would be anyone to suspect that. Hiding in plain sight. And from what right. we said earlier about his wife, that... Pff, if she has an indication that he's a bigot, like I would imagine, considering oh, how long they've been married. The that, right, why would he lock it? Closet. Why would he lock it? Right, he's in his closet. Yeah, I don't know why she never she in all the knows. years saw, what's that sound, honey? Like, what's that light coming from back there? Oh, what are you doing? Dressing up for Halloween? This is weird. Why are you in the closet for 20 minutes? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you okay? Why are you drinking in there? <laughs> <laughs> Just honey, it's my spank closet. She's like, I don't. I don't feel like that's true. But okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going downstairs. Now. I'm going downstairs. You have fun. Oh, and they just have a little bit of heart to heart with Angela where she's like, get that motherfucker or whoever is responsible for this. But we can't trust her. I want we to can't trust her. her. Yeah, I want to yeah. trust her. I want to feel like I'm there's somebody optimistic. decent in this family, but we don't, we can't. No. After we've seen the, the robe in the closet, all bets are off for the whole shits connected to Judd. I wonder Everybody. what um, Angela's going to do about the wife for the rest of the season. Is she going to play dumb about it? or is I think she, she, I hope she does what she's doing now, which is saying that I'm the most important person in this story. I will have all the information. I trust me. I don't trust everyone else. And that includes old man for now. That includes the wife. That includes looking glass. That includes potentially my husband. Like, I just can't tell people what I know until I figure it out and what's happening here. And I feel like Will's like, well, we're going to get you to figure out your origin story. So by the time you figure out what it is, you're on my side yes. against the police, which is what I hope for as well. But she's also in danger because Judd knows where she lives, knows everything about oh, yeah. her. Okay, sorry. I yelled because I just remembered something. will be snatched. I just remembered something that that is what what's I that? actually think that because in two episodes in a row, her husband has been like, Angela, are we safe? And that must be a thing from, <gasps> no! right. That must has, has to be a thing from the white knight that I believe that before the season is done, he will ask her that question. And instead of her replying the way she has so far, like, of course, babe, we're good. I would tell you that she'll be like, no, we're not. And then whatever. But I think that they're maybe setting that up for the time that he's like, Angela, are we safe? No. So you think he makes it through the series? I hope. 
I no, don't, I don't want him to be I'm used be as her motivation. Now. I think although he I would, might be gone. I mean, I would be pleased to see the motivation reverse because tons of stories kill women for men to be like, I'm enraged. So it would be a nice flip to have a man killed to a dude in distress instead of right, a man in distress. Right, right. Yeah. I just feel like that's going to be sad for us that he's going to be like, Angela, are we safe? And she's going to be like, no, babe. I, I just don't want him to catch a bullet to the back of the head right after he honestly, says that. I don't think it's Because I would it. be scarred. <laughs> I don't. That's your prediction? Yeah, Let's go with bet. it. This yeah. is my we'll optimism have... balancing out yeah, your prediction. To He's going to make it. He's going to fucking make it. I guess we did mention how Topher handled the de- <laughs> the news of his dead uncle who's not even his uncle. Yeah. He's like, okay. Police die every day, B. Like, I mean, it's a police officer. Like, police, <laughs> it's dangerous to be a police cold officer. Like, world. It's cold out here. Yeah. In these streets. I mean, you got shot. My parents got shot. People get shot every day, B. What the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. And then he's just like, fuck these Legos. <laughs> and then he's, can't watch TV. Can't watch TV. Okay. That's how I expressed myself. I'm done. Cool. Moving on. And I like how she's like, sure, baby. We both handle our rage in the same way. Just quick outbursts of just uncontrolled just stuff. It all in. And then we put it back in. It's fine. <laughs> Repress it. That's how we they also had disagreement how they if the guy outside was Topher's and the other children's grandfather or uncle. That's right. I thought uncle, and they're like, he looks too old. And it, but it could be the grandfather. I think granddaddy. I don't know. I, I'm thinking right now I'm going with bigoted father of one of the dead parents. I mean, he said the red red fredations. And I guess by the time the episode closes out, we get some more clarification on that, that it is given to black people, specifically in the Tulsa area, in the Tulsa area, who have a direct genetic link to someone who died or lost property there. And what's great is that it's kind of that museum it, to me it reminded me of the Smithsonian. That's the new Smithsonian that's in D.C. for african-american history oh have you been there yes it's really yeah, and it's great. great beautiful thing if you haven't gone please go please go it's a good time go well, see the stuff good, i don't want to say good time it's a educational time but it's also fun but it's also kind of, of a good time yeah, right yeah. like it's it's but a depressing of, time it's, it's a depressing yeah, time i don't want to you say like everything just like, like oh my fun. god where's the kickboxing gym but <laughs> the top floor is very fun it's the design is beautiful yes. and all the effort i will say that's gone into it to preserve as much as possible they have like an actual bus from Mississippi. Right. Like it's just in the actual wood, well done. wood chunks of burned churches. So it's just, it's incredible what people have saved over the years. Oh, also the cafeteria at the museum is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, if you're just around, the cafeteria is great. Who was the, I feel like I wrote the name down of the dude who was doing the intro. What the, intro? Uh, the intro to the museum when Angela was listening to Do Talk as a real person. Oh, on the project, the screen? Right. Oh, that's a. Henry Louis Gates. There we go. Treasurer. He was playing the treasurer of the reparations thing. Yeah, I was shocked they got him because he's pretty high profile. I guess he's a fan of Watchmen. Yeah, he's a literary critic, teacher, historian, filmmaker, and public intellectual. I think it's fantastic that he was given this wonderful cameo at the library and such a cool cameo at that. Whoever and would relevant be relevant for right things that for you stuff that he do. talks about yeah. and just like is relevant. He's like, here I am being this avatar in this fake reality of a treasurer for these United States who would be like, so black people finally, some of y'all are gonna get a little sum that you deserve and. It seems more obvious now that we can imply that the kid in the classroom and daddy or uncle of Topher and them are bitter, just like the people in Nixonville that were actually in their whole tents. Like we didn't mention that they were in the little tents. <laughs> oh yeah, we're like, <laughs> why did he smash those poor people out of his tents? Snatch him out of his tent and just beat him. Like, oh, you know how you know those people are educated because they threw the bottle. Like you got to know the police are harassing you all the time. You're poor. You're ignorant. You're annoying, and you're just gonna throw the beer bottle anyway. At the Red Scare, who's itching? He, 
Like, I'm laughing because they pulled up and they were like, look at your little stank ass, ugly ass statue. We're going to pull down his statue host unless you, you tell us what we want to know. 10 seconds. And he's counting down. They're like, fuck your 10 seconds. He's like, okay. So we're just going to get straight to the beat down. We're That's jumping cool. to one. <laughs> one. And then they beat him down and we just see the cops pulling these people out of actual tents. Tasing broken people. down trailers. Tasing the shit out of them. And you're kind of like, um. The Snow Knight gets in on the action. This <laughs> Angela's initially like, you guys, isn't this a little, isn't this a little extra? But then when she gets involved, she pops off. I, she, she caused a brain hemorrhage. I'm, I'm convinced that while someone else was just tasing, Angela caused a TBI. I thought he died, but he moved at the end when she walked away. That was the twitch. I think that's just what happens, like when there's still life signs, but like the brain, <laughs> so the brain is done. Yeah, moment. he's, yeah. he's just twitching because there's still blood pumping. But she fucked him up. She wrecked him. She went too far, and it's like, girl. How is anyone supposed like, to follow chill. your lead? How are you supposed to follow your lead? Look what you just did. You have no chill. She just like beat him and just walked away. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, I don't have to explain myself. Matter of fact, we're police, so we don't have to explain ourselves ever. She was, she's like kind of outside the police. She's That's true, because when thing. the senator was like, oh my God, whatever you need to find Judd's killer, got you got you. that shit. She's like, oh, I'm retired though. You know, I don't, I don't do that stuff. Yeah, I, I bake. think he knows that she's sister night. I think he Probably knows Probably privileged. Well. You think he knows? I think he knows. I don't think he knows. You think he doesn't know? Hmm, maybe, because the wife knew. I'm going in Did with the, the conspiracy. Did the wife know that she was sister night? I don't think the wife knew. I don't think the wife knows, I per se. But knows. I feel like it. if we're going to go with this uh, shady Judd theory, mm-hmm. then there's things, and potentially she's shady as well, that there are things he would have shared with her to just keep the lies going, to make it all palatable and believable. Okay, so they're all a trio of just evilness together. Evil grows in the dark. I just that's what I'm gonna go with for now. I, I realized that was a killing you reference. Evil grows in Ooh. the dark. But it's but this a is a podcast. This is what I think. I think that I think potentially that this is what the writer, Lindelof, is maybe trying to say with this series. That what is often more sinister is what lurks beneath what is obviously bad and to what is quote unquote good and what's behind that thing. And I like I like those kind of stories, so I'm going with that. that's probably why my conspiracies are going in that lane. But it remains to be seen. So optimistic, we shall see. We shall see. We need to bet something like a candy bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> One of us we will do. be right. Right. So there's some stakes in this shit. <laughs> I guess. Are we to Adrian? <laughs> I know we've are jumped we? all around, oh, but I so feel like excited. it's time to there. get to Adrian. No, but we have to talk about the painting. Right. Right. Or is that after? So before, no. This is this yeah, is then. this is after she finds the the KKK thing and she's leaving mm. with it in her hidden in her shit because of course we know she's gonna take it back to Will that we pass a painting that sir certainly certainly seems to you know look like it's battle of little battle of little bighorn little bighorn looks like it's Custer's last stand it looks like some horrible depiction of indigenous people being murdered and it's like who puts that in there dining room space and the way she walked out are you under the impression that she's never noticed it or that hasn't cared it would be a weird thing to have in your living room like, i wouldn't be like oh i want this scene of death in my living room so over do we my think chimney. it's new or do we think she just hasn't noticed it or doesn't know the relevance like other people who don't know about general custard new? in the house yeah because the the camera makes sure that we the audience see it when she leaves but we don't have any indication if she knows that it's there and if she does does she know the relevance of what it means i mean if without I a think google you question people might that, not. like why are there native american people bleeding in this portrait it's just so violent I feel like you have to ask questions about that. I hope people ask questions. So I but do, like you doesn't. said, I do think she might know, like because. But then why would she not 
like connect something weird back to Judd then to be like, oh, hey, um, you're kinda... I noticed your <laughs> what's this art piece? That it's you're like up? if I had to name this, it would be like the truth about Thanksgiving. And that's not something I want on my wall. Just saying, Judd, <laughs> what are you doing? Not aesthetic. It's not feng shui is thrown all the way off. Doesn't give me warm feelings when I'm eating dinner to look up at dead indigenous. <laughs> but <laughs> sure, Jerry Kondo that just throw it out. <laughs> Make your space. Yes. Better. But the way the camera pans that and stopped definitely for it was we, we, knew, need, we they're needed telling to us yeah. that they're like pay attention bitch look look at this like, he's always been trash he's always been trash and maybe angela just hasn't caught it because maybe it's easier to believe stuff you want to believe that you could know, be like also you, a because then you're not looking for something because if you're not story. looking for something maybe i mean we're looking every frame we're like what's <laughs> what in this happening? frame i see a but it's very possible she was just like whatever or if she doesn't know her history why would she have any real correlation to what the Seventh Calvary is? Oh, we're talking about Angela. I thought we were talking about the wife. Yes, Angela. Oh, the wife. The wife's in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The wife I is in the shit. I thought you changed your opinion. I'm like, no, no, oh, the wife is in the shit. Yeah, yeah. I did not. She knows. She's but in there. Angela. She's in there. I think, and but did Angela look at the painting? We I don't recall her thought, seeing it. That's why I was like, maybe this is an indication that she's passed it dozens of times and never yeah, paid attention, house, yeah. right? So that's what I was wondering. I was like, this is an interesting thing that it's just she thought it was potentially benign. And now that we have this discovery from his closet, it is no longer a benign painting. It is yes, a painting with thought. meaning. Like right. anyone or people turn out to be trash. If you know them, they're nice to you. It's, oh, I didn't see the signs, but they were there. They were there. But you just didn't see it. You just didn't see it because you, really you weren't trying not person. to see yeah. it. Right, exactly. Or you, you enjoy their company. Yeah. You, ignore, you ignore the coke in their nose. And you're like, this is a <laughs> the decent whole person. Table does. Right. The whole table ignores. And it's like, this was step number one. You doing coke in somebody else's house? Where's your manners? Because <laughs> I really thought that was that was uh, Jed's house, but I realized it was hers now. And so it's like even worse manners that you are doing coke and leaving it all over your face in another person's crib, which means you left coke on a sink somewhere, which means a little oh, I thought child. They were no, 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 because um, oh, Angela's because that's what Looking Glass says. I thought it was I thought it was their place, too. But then Looking Glass is like, oh, dinner. He had dinner with you. And so whoever place it is, the coke is out of order. <laughs> we can we don't can agree do with that coke people just please don't i'm just like how do you do cocaine while you're eating it just seems like the science of that doesn't work it's like eating and drinking some sort of intense espresso it's just not the body <laughs> during, the body doesn't seem like it's during doing a leisurely both. dinner right like espresso like, let me just snort to run a marathon <laughs> oh my god so now now we can get to adrian we can so what do you think first of all Clones or robots? You know that I think it's a combination of both at this time. Yeah, you're very fancy with it. They I am very plastic fancy. Plastic bones and they have organic skin. Organic matter. I mean, because this is the type of robot that ultimately is interesting and that I think if humans don't die off because, well, the environment, that we could potentially get to these plausible inventions that are a marrying of bio stuff and biology, but also data droids and so you have this bio droid that is maybe on the exterior very human looking for that purpose to be more accepting to humans but inside just a hardwired chips but at the same time i'm like in my mind i want to believe that someone if someone got that far that they would at least have a version of siri like you know just just <laughs> you like access to siri the internet only do so much access but access to the internet so you know a horseshoe doesn't cut a fucking cake so now what i'm over like thought a watson is, right so even though that's my preferred theory, my highbrow of like, oh, this is really classy, Adrian's so smart. I think it's like multiplicity with Michael Keaton, where every subsequent clone is way less intelligent than the worst. Because I, this seems like a sliding scale of shit that Adrian <laughs> probably started somewhere 
with these two. And then he's obviously doing his plays every day. He's burning them. He's destroying them. He's copying them, making copies off of copies. You know, a copy of a copy is never good. It's you always got to copy the original. Where people always like repost the meme and it gets really grainy and right, right. Like just post the original. This is where we are with these fucking servants. That it's a copy of a copy of a copy, 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 copy. They don't know anything. They're bad actors. Really bad actors. Forgetting really lines, bad. forgetting how to cry. How do you forget lines when you barely have any lines to know? Yeah, she the play was really short. Sentences. She had three whole she's, sentences. She's, she's like, like oh, oh, John. Oh, oh no. Oh. He's like, cry. <laughs> Surely you saw a clone that looked just like you get murdered the day before. Why can't yeah, you? Can you not learn? This programming is so bad. Because they, they can communicate with him. So they can comprehend language, but... It's like if a shoe could talk. Yes. Because... You would be marveling at the shoe talking, but at the same time, what would a shoe say? You know? It's a good... This is yeah. them. They they say stuff shoe. and you're just like, why? This is a Timberland boot just talking to you. <laughs> Timberland's too cool. I'm going to give him a K-Swiss because these... Are they around still? Biodroids are horrible. Let me go. Is K-Swiss still around? They... I hate to break it to you, but K-Swiss is still around. Wow. Go break your own heart with Those that Google. shoes were in <laughs> a decade ago. Oh, they look really bad. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said break your own they heart. Look like Google K Swiss. Cry shoes. to yourself. Or Adidas. And if someone is listening to this podcast right now saying, Hey, hey man, I wear K Swiss. Um If you're a case if you're a K Swiss representative, like we will take this out if you want to sponsor us. So Right. We'll do it for money. <laughs> Otherwise, just accept the fact that we live in New York where New Yorkers really care about their their kicks, their shoes. And K Swiss it K Swiss isn't cutting it. It's just K-Swiss not cutting it anywhere. It. Everywhere. I'm not even a nurse would wear K Swiss and just let that Ooh. speak to you. Let that speak to you. <laughs> Also, a slight Easter egg. Uh, the horse that he was riding at the beginning called Bucephalus. Yes, who, Alexander. Who was Alexander's the horse. yeah the horse of Alexander the Great? Another reference to how he worships Alexander you know the Great and Ramses. I think Adrian's a really humble person. Psych! Because if you were naming like, your are horse, you okay? no. If you're naming your horse after Alexander the Great's horse, humility is probably not something that well, is first on the list. He kind of thinks of himself as a Alexander the Great type figure. Oh, sure. He's already long gone he's long gone with the hubris it's it's just out of this world i mean you saw the play he thinks it's good the play was bad he wrote the play the play is horrible that play only one scene it looks like it was the one scene i like maybe it goes on longer and you have to ask yourself how much of this dr manhattan like reprisal is he doing (laughs) and why is he living why does he enjoy the burn i just feel like there's a way with his intelligence that he could craft a fake burn but he keeps burning Real bio droids. These must be expensive to make as well. Maybe not. Maybe it's why they're so stupid, which is why they don't have any intelligence because he's just <laughs> like bargain, bargain bin bio droids. Yeah. I love how I've just made that word my word now. Bio droids. That's what they are. <laughs> Until I would like to see one cut open. That's the only way we can know. Oh, wait a minute. No, we did. We saw the one, one that was burnt, just burned. But we didn't see any and it was kind of fleshy. We didn't know if there were any chips yeah, in there. It looks like anything. skin. Yeah. Do you think he's cloned real people that he once knew or That's kidnapped? I think you'd have to have the DNA of these people to clone them. Right. And one, her name, the woman named, she was named, oh, Crookshanks. Crookshanks. And then I Googled Crookshanks and Hermione's cat. Fucking name. And Harry Potter popped up. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right to make a Harry but Potter maybe reference. It is. <laughs> Just the name Crookshanks got me fucked up. Like, who named you and why? Why did they hate you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird name. Oh, look at that face. I know what it is, babe. Crookshanks. <laughs> look at that oh, lovely baby. little Crookshanks. Oh, yes, name her. But also oh, how he goes man. through the same routine every day. Every with the day. Cake. 
And then so the this play. time he was like, hurry the fuck up. Let's get to the play. Yeah, we, like, don't, we don't want this kid. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Okay, is that good? <laughs> These poor androids. I already said he's psychotic. Right. Like, he's not. He's been psychotic since the graphic this, novel. Since the graphic novel. He's descended of... further in. And this is what happens where I feel like your psychoticness is left. He's a reckless, left, too. Right, because he has money. And so he's allowed to have his insanity and mania just prosper and create creations like Crookshank. <laughs> and her bestie because this is I don't I'm like is anyone popping in on this motherfucker does no one know does no one check in on him from any government source to be like hey just what are you how are you how are you we heard some things we saw a satellite image and there's 30 of the same people walking around and I know we're not supposed to be looking but we did <laughs> and we have questions <laughs> why are there 30 of the same man yeah maybe the government will come around I'm not sure what they'll try to do with that maybe they're probably too busy trying to figure out their own damn lives with uh, the KKK slash the yeah, Calvary. Yeah, there are a lot of issues going on. A lot yeah. of issues. That's what we get is that the government is a mess. That they seem to be trying to masquerade like, oh, we've got it all together. But the consensus of the people is nothing is together. Everything is bullshit. Everybody's mad. Current day, everyone is still mad. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> should still be mad. Yes. I mean, there's a lot to be mad about. Again, In the squid, universe. the squid, the squid, the squid. Imagine getting squid in your hair. No. <laughs> no just like picking it out of your braids I oh, mean awful. I potentially would be a millionaire in this universe because now that you mention it I would have invented a product just for like hair to be like when the squids suddenly come out do you try are you trying to mess up your set and blow are you trying to <laughs> that's what you're trying to go back to the hair braided place I have to wear your head wrap outside right but like squid proof so that would be the invention it would be a squid proof head. it couldn't just be regular silk it would have it could to be, be a like... shower cap right <laughs> <laughs> like it could but is that capitalism if I don't make it a it's little not. bit different? No. So I would just do a slight change. You're going to mark up the price. Right. I would repackage. Now that you say I repackage the shower caps and just spray paint my logo on top. And boom. There we go. Pet rocks. But okay. me. Now I'm praying for squids to fall so you can no. start your business. While I would love to be a millionaire, dreams. I would prefer not to have wet, juicy squids fall on me because I don't, again, that kind of trauma, I don't think I can come back from. <laughs> would I don't you think I take the money from your squid line and make some androids that can't act? Yes. And I would also make some androids that could come up with a, a solution for the squids that were my problem. If I was Adrian, like, how do you cause this? And <laughs> it rains squids and you're just like, whatever. Let me do my birthday party skit again. Let's go, guys. Let's go, guys. Honeycomb in the fucking... <laughs> cake yeah I'm just that doesn't look real you. now i don't even know if the cake is real now i'm just confused about the cake the maybe it's very fake it looks even right when ate it it looks fake so i'm just in this i don't know what's happening in adrian's that's it i think that's the cliff notes what's yeah. happening in adrian's i don't know i don't get why he doesn't reprogram people because every day with the horseshoe right i would get tired of it like you know this doesn't cut cake look at the rounded corners it's like how do you wake up in the morning excited knowing that you can have your bad actors doing the same <laughs> shitty play that you're going to be annoyed with, not making crying. a shitty ass cake that you're not going to finish. Yeah, no one's going to get Tony for any of these roles. That play was garbage. And they used the fencer's so mask for the uh, Dr. Manhattan face. I so am the, Dr. Manhattan. The budget isn't there. I have commitment to realism, though. He was like, we need this jingle jangle pouch for your peen. So <laughs> Dr. Manhattan doesn't come out when he's blue. If he's wearing clothes. So we need this okay. to be historically accurate. Ten points of realism. The fire. The fire. Like to have such shitty acting points. but really burn someone. Like that's where your shit is not. It's not lining up. If you're like shitty acting but also real fire. And then when he asks the Android guy, hey, do you want to take his role for tomorrow? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can 
do it. It's no problem. Uh, promotion. <laughs> there was never even a question. That's just what happens. That there's just a line of you outside waiting to be burnt. Yeah, I wonder, like, are they... Were the ones we saw all of them that have been made? Or are they just chilling out in the castle somewhere? I think there's probably more just hanging about. And then he uses them as he so chooses. I'm just, I hope we find out sooner than later why these two faces in particular, what they mean to him, what they meant to him in real life, and why he insists upon having them around as these imbeciles. Yeah, were they friends? Or were right, they what was that? And is this some sort of weird revenge plot that maybe you didn't like these people or they did you dirty and so now oh, you just burn yeah, them yeah. being in this servant role where they have to do what you say and you can burn them whenever you so choose that's and it's dramatic it's melodramatic but we cannot say that Adrian is not <laughs> melodramatic he's melodramatic as a motherfucker so it kind of fits his MO oh they were so concerned about androids he's extra not even just like the main characters these androids what if their story is <laughs> happening why no, can't are. they act I blame HBO because they filmed it the way they did. How do you not ask questions yeah, every, when you see what they're everything doing? Everything looks significant. Even I, and aren't. I'm going to go with it is. It totally is. And even if we can't figure it out right now, like you said, a couple episodes from now or potentially even next episode, we'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes total sense. And so I guess the final scene of this episode is back with Will, back with the old man. Yes. Who totally <laughs> takes Angela by storm. Which I appreciate because, I mean, I hope that I can be that magical and lovely at 105, just disappearing, doing disappearing tricks and all kinds of stuff. And people are like, what the fuck is going on with Candace? Is she like some sort of Navy SEAL, but like elderly Navy SEAL person? And they just stole her car. Uh, no one seems to be concerned about her insurance or her low jack or how she's going to explain that in the morning. And then just like all state or guy like, hey, last night my car a got giant magnet. up by a magnet. A with ship. an old man. Yeah, connected to a ship. And it just, Who smiled at me. They, they flew away. As he flew away. He was disabled, but he also went and bought eggs. And he, he said he was going to get rescued. I thought he was full of shit. And noticed that the rescue, and I'm doing air quotations, which you guys can't see, but the rescue didn't come until after she was like, you're under arrest, motherfucker. Because she was sick of his shit. She was like, answer my goddamn questions. You need to stop talking in parables. I need actual things <laughs> that make sense. And he was like, bitch, I don't got that. And she's like, okay, well, you know, we're going to the precinct. To Let's go. We go to jail. And I feel like, what did he have? A, an invisible button? Yeah, I like, think a, so, like a, a back call alarm. thing where he was like, oh, silent alarm. Hey, I said my thoughts. Hey, partner in the sky. Don't know who you are, but uh, it's time to go. Evict. It was kind of cute how they hugged where it's her unknown grandfather and her connecting. Even though, again, he was like shady the whole time, but them just connecting. Enough. Still, it was, it was like a parallel to how she was um, taking down Judd. That she, in this, in this process of I'm doing something functional, a utility move, I'm actually getting comfort. Because even though I, she's totally weirded out, come on. Like, you can't suddenly learn something to your grandfather. And we don't know about her life history. And maybe she just thought she didn't have grandparents or they died a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, we don't know about ago. our parents. Right. We that if I thought died, my grandparents we were dead or I didn't have them and I suddenly discovered there's one right in front of me, doesn't matter how weird you are. I'm just going to be like, can I get a little, can I just, a little can, I just bring, can I just feel your cheek on my cheek? I just, do you want to go to Starbucks? Let's have a chat. Can we, like, hang out for a little bit? Like, I know I was going to rest you, but, like... We could talk first. I mean, now that we're related, I can't arrest you. So let's just go out. So this story who is very much. Who do you think much... took, sorry, who do you think took the car? Who do you think he's working with? Her sister. Wow, that's a, I, that just came out of my mouth. It does not have any relevance or make any sense <laughs> right now. But because we think she has a sibling mm -hmm. based on the DNA test results, a family member of hers who is fighting the good fight and has a vested interest like Will to as like a flashback to Black Panther, show them who you are. But like, this is what he's <laughs> saying. He's like, I know who I am. Do you know who you are, little girl? Do you know who you are, where you come from? And clearly she doesn't. And he she doesn't. Tell her. He wouldn't. And he's like, because I'm not trying to blow your mind. 
just understand that if I told you everything, you'd freak out. I hate when that happens in movies where it's like, I can't tell you until you're ready. Then I'm like, bitch, you should have kept your mouth shut. You should have kept your mouth shut. You should have said. I know, now I'm going to be worrying about this. Or you lie to me and say, this is all there is until the next update where I'm like, I thought that was all there is. I lied. I just, I, I knew you can handle it right now. <laughs> here's Here's phase two. Just awful. But yeah, I, uh. It's intriguing. I so whoever's in that ship, someone who she's gonna meet later, who I hope is significant to her background. I think it's Night Owl. Really? Like yeah, actual? like the real one? The real Night Maybe. Owl. Maybe I didn't like what <gasps> other cool. person would have a ship like that. Well, it could be anyone because it's an alternate universe. It could but... be. I I told you I saw that one article where someone was theorizing that the technology was given to the police or someone, and so that's how people are making duplicates, and potentially that's what we're seeing. So I don't know. I would prefer real Night Owl. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd, we'll see. I we mean, see that um, why not? Lori pops up right in there. Right. I know they're married in the novel. They're like hiding out together. Right. So when Angela gets Angela gets a call back from the government organization with the DNA test. They tell Indeed. her she's no. Will has two descendants, two descendants, and two ancestors. So two ancestors. I'm guessing the parents, right? And, and I'm two assuming they're definitely dead. Seems like those bullets got them. Unfortunately, yeah. ever someone and descendants. So we know that Angela's one. Like you said, who's the second one? Is it a sister, or brother? We don't know if she's right. the only we don't child. Know. We don't know. Could it be cousin that we don't know about? I have no idea. But like you, I think that that's another big reveal, potentially, who that other descendant is because they they put it on. It's here, audience. It's there. So now it's just a matter of time. Who is that person? How do they fit into the story? What are they up to? Are they good? Are they bad? Do we still don't know who the exists? baby is that he carried right. away. We don't know who that is yeah. either. And that's not family. So many unanswered questions. And the fact that he thinks he has powers, I mean, that's significant. You're right. He might. We were talking about how just how perfect an origin story was for someone to have powers. And at least according to his own mouth and the weirdness that's happening, he definitely has some kind of Houdini situation going on and definitely cooler friends than Angela because again the airlift just somehow These he was like to gotta go okay do you remember if she set the timer in there or did he set the timer who set the timer which timer? I feel like she wasn't in the bakery so remember when she comes back in and there's a timer and it looks like one of those cooking timers and just as it goes off the phone rings and it's the DNA place oh yeah I don't know I feel like he must have set that timer and I'm like that's weird so maybe that is part of your power like what you said seeing into just knowing things or being able to transfer things with so your mind psychic? or telekinetic or just among those things of i have psychic powers and i can use brainwave thoughts to get things done because it was just i didn't feel like she set that timer and she couldn't have been there long enough that even if she set the timer you know if that's a cooking timer all you have is 60 minutes tops to put on there so he set the timer and just to show her that you are a fucking magical negro like why would you do it just like just to be like oh just so you know i know that a call is coming in at this time and i just set this timer for you and me just because like i don't see stuff like that has to make sense in the future because i don't know why maybe he changed the call or the people that he's working with call is faked to say that oh wow you are the granddaughter so you think he's faking the dna i'm this is one of my more out there theories, but I love out with there him theories. doing whatever, it could be anything, fake. anything is possible. So why not? <laughs> like I say, he's the most magical Negro I've seen in a show <laughs> in a while. And I mean that not just like the trope, but just actually that he is 105. He's not dead. He can still move. He's lifting people. He's lifting people pounds. and talking that shit like he's buying eggs. This is what I can do. I can lift this up. I have powers too. Ha, ha, stop ha. swearing. Maybe I'm say. like Dr. Manhattan. That is such a heavy loaded statement. Maybe I'm like Dr. Manhattan. What do you mean? Maybe. That was very. It's very loaded. When he said yeah, that, I was like, what? 
Okay, bro, you got now powers. I think you're Dr. Manhattan the whole time. Yeah, or just similar. Like, what powers you got? Like, where are you on this existential thing? And considering where your life started, potentially, like, that would make sense. Dark Dr. things Manhattan happen to you. He can also clone himself. Right. So he could be in space, Multiple places maybe. He could be Will. But that'd be really weird if he was Will, unless the kid grew up and, I don't know, died or something. He just took his identity. Yeah, but, but it'd like, be weird so- if he was playing with her by saying she's his granddaughter yeah it's like why go through all that the mind fuckery be way too many layers. dr manhattan and he's always bastard. like oh humans are complex and awful and he just be complex and awful to angela by playing with right her. so hopefully right. that's not the case yeah it does sound like something pretty shitty that dr manhattan could do just for the lulls he's like just for the just experimenting <laughs> just gonna play with her right like that's because that's totally something he would do he's like i'm just trying to entertain myself with new data and so this is what's happening i feel like this was another great episode i like how we ended with uh Eggman by the Beastie Boys. So no ominous piano music, but kind of like, I thought it was maybe a bit of a pun on Will and his bald head, but also just sort of like... But Will made eggs during the episode. Say again? Will made eggs during the episode. He did make eggs. And also, Angela's been made an egg of, in a sense, because it's kind of like being made a fool of, or things aren't what they seem. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because how else do you describe the situation with Jed? Jed. <laughs> we should just call him Jed from now on. He's I'd dead. probably We're just Jed's dead. Fuck Jed. Jed. <laughs> we refuse to call him his correct name. This is what he on. deserves for being a bigot. Being named incorrectly. For steaming his clan outfit, which that goes too far. <laughs> Lead a wrinkles in, you little bitch. Not even just having it. Just, just I just don't feel like people who are getting attacked by the clan are like, oh my God, look, he steamed his outfit for me today. That's so kind. <laughs> That's you caring. About your luncheon. Thank you. No, I just, I don't, you take too much care when you steam. Yeah. <laughs> I hate outfit. It's not, it's not what you do. I wonder, so she took the clan outfit. Wonder if the wife's going to see this is gone and then <gasps> assume that Angela did something and was faking it and then maybe play her for the rest of the season. Again, uh, conspiracy. That's actually good because if she knows, if we go the theory that I think that she knows, then potentially she would know how to get to that secret room and would notice that it was gone. Or some other guy in relation to the Seventh Cavalry who was working with Judd will appear to speak to her about stuff or try to get something because it's in the family or whatever the fuck and it's gone. And the only person who's been in this room has been Angela in the past. And her fingerprints are all over the place, I would assume. That's true. I don't think she cared about wiping up the mess. And to be sure, if you discover that your fake daddy got a clan outfit, who has time to wipe up fingerprints? You're too busy yeah, just getting the fuck out being to in breathe. Shock, right. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But a great episode. Another fantastic episode. Well, none of them have been bad. We've only had two, but yeah. <laughs> well, like, we're so many episodes in, you guys. And wow. <laughs> but it's what still a doozy. Good. But yeah, this so far so good. I, this batting 100 right now. Two out of two. Two out of fucking two. And I'm sure we'll catch more Easter eggs later, but I, I feel good about our rightness. <laughs> just to reiterate, we were super right about a lot of our conspiracy theories. We might fall off near the end of the season, just like saying random stuff that doesn't. Even come close to being true. That's because we're feeling too inspired. Yeah, like, we just, just like, started right. We, oh, just, we did so well. Let's do some crazy We dinner. shouted out like six random things episode that probably just, woof. Like, oh, looking glass is actually Lori. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. Looking glass is the leader. That's the truth. <laughs> we found out. Looking glass is Angela's long lost brother. Just, <laughs> He's just really, really light skin. Yes, no one knew. With a different accent. Yeah. So if we get super incorrect, just like, just work with us. 
work with us. Have your laughs at our expense. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's we don't mind for. being wrong. We said that before, like, we'll be there with the cloud makeup on fully. Boo boo the fool. Exactly. Just be like, well, guys, we were 100% wrong. That's fine. Kind of knew we would be. Kind of knew it. Still had fun en route to our wrongness, but. <laughs> we had to keep a count of just like right you know wrong. What? As long as we're having a good time on the podcast, it's, it's all, all that good. Matters. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Sister Night. As we recapped episode two, Martial Feats of Comanche Horsemanship. I don't know if we ever said that title. We did just now. Yeah, we did. It's absurd. We start with that. We'll muse later as, what the hell does that mean? Martial Feats of Comanche Horsemanship. So much can be said about that. There's probably Easter eggs just in that title. We'll have to come back to you guys with that. But we also have some social media right we now. We do. We're on the, we're current. Tell the people where we are on the Twitters. We are, we now have a Twitter as of last week. There's no tweets, but there will be some yes. tweets by the time you see it. At least one tweet, just so that we're not like, oh, hey. But our Twitter handle is a sister pod. All the combinations we wanted were taken. So yeah, so it's a sister pod. Yeah. Talk with us, tweet at us. We're trying to do some live tweets later, right? Yes. I thought we had an Instagram, but I don't think that's. Not yet. We have an email. Also, if you want to send us some questions, comments, ideas, it is sisternightpod at gmail.com. And we don't have an Insta yet, but one day. Yeah, we'll get there. We just did the Twitter, so I think we're we doing just did the Twitter. We're well. moving. We're moving at quite a pace <laughs> for us. So, also, if you haven't checked out our last episode, where we make a lot of our crazy assumptions that end up coming true, that end up episode, coming true, definitely check that out because that'll release at the same time as this one, right? Yes, and we would love to hear you guys' feedback on any of these theories that we may have re-mentioned today. Or perhaps you think you have some new insight than what we had at the time. Uh, let's just let's get wild with the theories. Yeah, Might as well throw it. everything out there. See what sticks. You know <laughs> that's what we're doing. So that's we exactly what we're doing. Do it as well. Throw the spaghetti at the wall. Except the spaghetti <laughs> is your theories. But thanks for joining us again, yes, guys. Thank you. See you next Sunday. Yeah, we'll Episode see you three. Yeah, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye.